Hello, welcome to the Field of Screams podcast. Today's episode we will be covering the 2023 movie, No One Will Save You. This movie has been making a few waves in the horror community and I decided to check out the trailer and it didn't look too bad. One thing I was at first a little disappointed in while watching the trailer was they actually showed the alien and I feel like that's the cardinal sin of horror movies. You never show your monster or the thing that's haunting the main characters. I decided to check out the movie anyways though and see if the movie was worth the hype. A good alien movie can be hard to come by. There's The Fourth Kind. I thought that was a very good movie. I thought it was very fun. There's, of course, Signs. Then we have Alien and Aliens. Of course, those movies in that franchise. But once you list about five or six, it I feel like it's kind of hard to make a gigantic list of good alien horror movies. So, anytime there's a chance that there's a good alien horror movie out there, I'm willing to take it. And I pray it doesn't end up like Apollo 18. This movie starts off with a girl who lives out in the basically in the middle of nowhere. She lives alone and it shows her going around town and she's trying to say hi to the other townspeople but they're just kind of giving her weird looks and glances and you kind of get vibes that she's not very well liked around town. The movie shows us what she does in her free time. She likes making little models of Houses in town, little areas that she enjoys. It's kind of like her own little neighborhood. And then she's writing letters to a girl named Maud. The whole Maud is just a little subplot to where you really don't know what's going on to the very end of the film. It's just like a little mystery box. And speaking of mysteries, this film literally has no dialogue. As the movie is getting going, I was watching it with a friend and... As she's doing her activities, like there is a moment where her phone rings and she just hangs up the phone because she doesn't want to talk to them. And even when she sees other people, she waves, but she doesn't really audibly say anything. And when people do talk or say something, it's in the background and you can either barely hear it or you don't hear it at all. Once I got about 15 minutes into the movie, I just kind of looked at my friend. I was like, they're literally not going to say any dialogue, are they? And they didn't. There were, I think there was like three words. Three words of dialogue in the movie. But other than that, that, that's all you get. Now the actress who plays the main character, she does a very good job of like emoting looks to give her emotions when she's afraid. Or if she's thinking, or if she's sad or happy. You can clearly tell by what the actress has given off. It was definitely a creative choice to go this route. I mean... I'll come back to that, but I mean, let me get started with, at first, once we kind of get the background of this character, that we get our first alien encounter, and this alien's in her house, it's really well done, again, showing the alien early does not hurt the film, the alien's just wandering around her kitchen, and you kind of just get a glimpse of how this alien moves, it's very abnormal, and the sounds it makes, again, it's just very strange, and maybe disturbing. The movie does a good job using lighting to its advantage. There's sometimes when it shows the alien, the alien might be on another side of a glass window and it looks kind of distorted. Eventually we get to a part to where the alien comes for her and she takes a sharp object and stabs it in the head and kills the alien. 
So, and then nighttime's over and daytime comes because I think she passed out. But then at this point, you know, you're kind of wondering what she's going to do. She just killed an alien after encountering one. Her house is destroyed. I think her car, something happened where it didn't work. So she gets on her bike and she rides her bike into town. And as she's going, you notice these kind of weird symbols in other yards. And you kind of start getting clues that the aliens visited other houses too, not just hers. She rides into town and she goes into the police station, which is seems like the right thing to do. As she walks in there, she runs into a lady who I'm guessing was Maud's mother. Yeah, I think that's what it... She sees Ma, Maud's mom and father, I think it was, earlier in the film. Because as she's writing a note, she writes that she has saw her parents. And it gets you wondering, you know, why is she writing to this Maud girl... Um, why is she saying she just saw her parents? And there's even like a little note that like, I will never forgive myself for what I did. So her main character walks into the police station. Maud's father is a policeman, so Maud's mother is also in there talking to him. When they see our main character, she looks very angry, and Maud's mother spits on her main character. And then Maud's father just kind of stares at her main character... Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened, I'm so sorry. But he doesn't say that because there's no dialogue. So it's just kind of like the looks of their faces is how you get these reads. So at this point, I'm like, oh wow, Maud's parents do not like her at all. And I start wondering, maybe she had an affair with Maud's father. That was my first thought after this scene. Because with no dialogue, you know, it keeps you guessing. It's, it's that little mystery. But after I sat there wondering about why Maud's parents acted this way, our main character then, who is very upset, storms out of the police station. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Even though that was probably really embarrassing, your your house is destroyed. You just saw an alien and you killed it. So what, what are you going to do now? And what she does is she, she gets on a bus. And if this movie had some dialogue, you know, it... I just find it very unbelievable that she would walk out of the police station after that moment, even though she was very embarrassed. So I guess with the film having no dialogue, this would be the only scene to where I would have a complaint. Like, after her walking out of the police station, I was like, oh, come on. Like, you, you still gotta tell them. You gotta do something. You can't just get on this bus and run away. They're, they're aliens. You saw an actual alien. Like, that is that is something you need to tell someone. So even though Bryn, our main character Bryn, gets on a bus to try to run away from her problems, the aliens do not go away. Like, they literally come in waves in this movie. I mean, in some ways, aliens come in different forms. There's one, like, gigantic spider-looking alien that is very cool and looks very scary and destructive. There's a shorter alien that kind of has a, a temper... Then there's other normal-looking aliens. It's kind of just your standard-looking alien that you would imagine. Just skinny, smooth skin, black eyes. They have telekinetic powers. You see an alien spaceship multiple times try to use like a tractor beam to try to stop her. Um, other people, they get taken over by the alien. It's kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers type of way. I mean, really any type of scene you want to see in an alien movie, this movie has it. They come at her at so many different ways, and 
she fends off the aliens time after time after time. There's even a cool part where they clone her, and her clone comes after her, and she has to kill her own clone. That's kind of cool. The visuals are really cool. Going from the looks of the different aliens to the spaceship to their psychic powers and levitating her and the different rays and tractor beams and the different colors used and then we eventually get inside of a spaceship and that looks cool like the visuals are outstanding in this movie it's a very fun movie to watch now Bryn after going through the ringer and there's even a moment where the little body snatcher parasite thing like they put it into her mouth so they're like going to take her over but she overcomes that and like pulls it out of her own throat like, this girl's like Rambo, with just no dialogue either. Like, it's it's cool. Eventually, not even Bryn, though, can outrun the aliens, and they get her in the spaceship, finally. And when they get her into the spaceship, all of the aliens kind of gather around her. And I don't know, part of me thinks the aliens are kind of fascinated with her just because she killed or stopped so many of their aliens. Like, they're just kind of wondering what makes her so tough. What gives her so much willpower, you know, to do all of this like she's gave all of them so much trouble of just trying to take over the planet like they're they're getting everyone and all the neighbors everyone but Bryn will not go down so the aliens gather around her and they go up to her and they touch her head and this is kind of our reveal moment there's like little snippets and clips that keep giving us hints about what the whole mystery of Maud is why why does she keep writing to Maud why were her parents mad what did she do? And then finally when the aliens touch her head, we as an audience find out at the same time as the aliens as to what really happened. And what really happened was, when she was 12 years old, she was playing with Maud, her best friend. They were horsing around in the woods. They got into like a play fight. And Bryn grabs a rock and hits Maud in the head and accidentally kills her. Now this entire time that Bryn is in her house... You know, and writing these letters and making these sculptures. Really, it's her just trying to make a reality to where she can forgive herself and move on. She's writing letters to her best friend that died when she was 12. Saying she's sorry. Telling her different things about her life. Um, the little models, I imagine that's kind of like her own fantasy world. Actually, the, the director of the film himself, I, I read an interview... Uh, like, I suspected it, but he kind of confirmed it. Like, Bryn was making these models to kind of give her own little fantasy world where everything was great and everyone was happy. And she could walk around neighborhoods to where everyone waved at her. You know, everyone acknowledged her. She wasn't the neighborhood freak like people look at her now. Like, it showed in the beginning of the movie, her waving to people and them just kind of giving her a look and moving on. They wanted nothing to do with Bryn. So once we get this vision... The aliens kind of stop, and they pull her out of it, and then she kind of just finds herself on the road. And we get this ending ending scene to where she is in town, and she's kind of walking around smiling. She looks at her neighbors and waves at them, and all of them at the same time raise up a hand and wave very robotically. You're guessing that they are possessed by the aliens, or infected, whatever you want to call them. And then she kind of goes into like this town plaza 
and these people are dancing and she's dancing with them and she looks very happy and the movie kind of just cuts out with her smiling really big dancing with all these townspeople and having a good time my first guess was that she was infected by the aliens once she was on the ship and she was finally able to enjoy herself my friend kind of guessed that maybe she was in the afterlife that she died and maybe one of the girls she was dancing with was Maud. You know, and we were just taking guesses as to what the ending meant. So then I, I looked up the ending itself and the director kind of explained it. And I liked what he had to say. His explanation, the director, was that by the end of the film, when the aliens saw what she did and saw all the guilt that was trapped into her head, that they assumed that she had been through enough. So they left her. They left her to go live in society. Um, she didn't need a punishment. She didn't need to be taken over or possessed. She had been through enough. Now you might be thinking, well, who would want to live in a world where everyone's possessed or infected and doesn't think for themselves as human beings? Well, Bryn would. Because where everyone's possessed, well, they all acknowledge her. They all wave back when she waves they all participate in stuff with her, and she's very happy. This was the dream world that she wanted to live in in the very beginning of the movie. But she didn't get it because human beings as people, you know, sometimes things happen and we judge other people and we can't shake that status. You know, she committed that act when she was young and that kind of scared people. They didn't want to talk to her. They didn't want to wave to her. They wanted nothing to do with her. Maud's parents still didn't forgive her after all those years. You know, and now that they're possessed, she doesn't have to live with that anymore. It's not haunting her. She can move on. So this is Bryn's happy ending. The director, Brian Duffield, he actually said he got inspiration for this movie by seeing different cases of just very young children committing very bad acts of violence and knowing that they will never have a life afterwards. I think one of the cases he pointed out was that weird Slenderman case where there was two teenage girls who stabbed another teenage girl thinking that they would do it to appease Slenderman, thinking that he was real. Well, those two girls, you know, they're going to be locked up for a very long time or in a psych ward. You know, they're probably not going to see public life for a very, very long time. And uh, this movie kind of addresses of, you know, when you commit such acts like that at a young age, should you be put away for a very long time? And I think that's just kind of a moral question. I don't really have an answer that I think is right or wrong. I know when that story came out of the Slenderman stabbings, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, put those girls away. They don't need to be in society. But I mean, like, I guess that kind of ties to this movie, you know, when bad things happen at a very young age should people be condemned for most of their lives and i think that's what the movie's trying to achieve here so yeah came into this film looking for a cool alien movie hoping it would be scary it's not really the scariest movie ever it's there's a lot more action in it than actual scares but it is a cool looking movie it's fun and i thought the reveal was pretty cool Sometimes it's kind of cool when you go to watch a movie where you might just think it's dumb fun, but then it has this big deep message at the end, and you're like, wow, I didn't expect to think that much. That's kind of how I felt watching this film. 
So to sum up this film, visually it's very fun, it has no dialogue, it has waves and waves of action and violence and different aliens if you are a fan of any type of alien, but it has everything you would want in this movie, and it has a nice little deep ending, and a nice little mystery too which it solves. So this wraps up my review for No One Will Save You. If you like alien movies, it is on Hulu. I recommend checking it out. I thought it was very good. If you enjoyed listening, feel free to subscribe and like this episode. That always helps the channel, helps more people find it. And until next time.